Don't try to adjust your audio. That's not static you're hearing. It's the sound of a fighter aircraft taxiing down the runway at Truax Field. Today's episode. It's been over a decade since Madison appeared on a list of possible homes for the U.S. Air Force's next-generation fighter jet, the F-35. As the city comes closer to landing the jets at Truax Field, community members voiced a number of concerns regarding the program. A growing number of opponents object to the noise and worry about what it will do to their property values for homes that are near the airport. Regardless of their protest, the Air Force will make a decision shortly. This group just wants to be a part of that. We want the U.S. military to listen to us and to let us decide what's best for our community because we're the ones who live here. I spoke with data and environment reporter Chris Hubbock to learn more about the controversy surrounding the F-35s. So the F-35 is the military's latest fighter jet, sort of cross-platform jet that's supposed to work for the Navy, the Air Force, Army, all different uses. It's been a much maligned and beleaguered project, prone to lots of, of delays and budget overruns, and it's some years behind schedule. Madison is a step closer to getting the F-35. Welcome back. The Air Force named Madison's 115th fighter wing based at Truax Field, a preferred site for the high-tech jet. The Air Force first floated Truax as a potential site for these. I mean, essentially, the, the Air Force is now starting to put these new jets to station them around the country, and they're looking at National Guard fighter wings who sort of serve a dual purpose of doing a state mission and serving some sort of federal air defense mission. So they're starting to sort of dole out these new planes to replace some of their older jets, whatever they happen to be flying. In our case, it's F-16s. So it was as long ago as 2008 was when they first included Truax on a list of 40 bases that they were looking at. By 2016, they had narrowed it down to 18. And then in 2018, Madison was their top choice for the next squadron of F-35s. Then a following squadron would be in Montgomery, and then they had three alternate sites. And that sort of kicked off this long environmental study, which back in August we saw their draft of their environmental impact statement, which is basically supposed to be a summary of all the environmental impacts of, of doing this action. Then after a lot of public comment, I think there were six, more than 6,000 comments generated. They absorbed all of that and then published their final environmental impact statement on what this would look like in each of these five cities. And according to that statement, what will the program's environmental impact be in Madison? It's all over the place, uh, as you might expect. Noise is a big one. These jets would be louder than the F-16s. How much louder is a subject of great controversy. Other environmental impacts, there would be construction involved with building new hangars and other buildings to accommodate these. There is a lot of PFAS contamination at the airport that is left from years and years of use of firefighting foam by the National Guard as well as the county and the city. And what is PFAS and what's the controversy surrounding it? Sure. So PFAS are the the perfluorinated carbons that have been the subject of so much attention lately as we start to realize some of the 
health concerns of these forever chemicals that were invented for their special water resistant and oil resistant properties that make them great for your Gore-Tex jacket or for your fast food wrapper that doesn't leak oil or for foam that you can use to put out an oil fire. I've been using these chemicals for you know, 60, 70 years, but we've started to realize that, oh, they don't degrade in the environment, they just accumulate, they accumulate in the human body. A chemical produced right here in Wisconsin used to fight fires is being linked to possible birth defects and cancer. The chemical is known as PFAS. So there's some concerns, and because we sprayed a lot of firefighting foam out at Truex, there is a lot of PFAS in the soil and in the groundwater underneath it. So one of the big concerns about this project is, hey, we're going to dig up 30-some acres of ground to build new flight simulator buildings and hangars, and what's that going to do to the PFAS that's there? Is that going to further mobilize it into the, into the aquifer, into our wells? We still haven't seen any action from the Guard in terms of what's their plan for cleanup. You spoke about the potential environmental impacts. What are some of the community's main concerns that you've heard? I think the top concern has been noise. These jets will be louder, I think, is, is really not up for debate. How much louder is highly debated. But nonetheless, they'll be louder and they'll fly more often. So that's going to expose more people to more noise. It's going to sort of increase the footprint of that noise level, which we measure as an average over the day and night, which is a really confusing metric because it ends up we, we sort of make this cutoff of 65 decibels, which has been compared to like the sound of a vacuum cleaner and everybody thinks, well, no, these jets are, I've heard a jet and it's way louder than a vacuum cleaner. Uh, this, is, this is supposed to be an average of all the noise you hear over the course of a day and a night over 24 hours, 365 days a year. It's an average noise level, and above 65 decibels is considered the cutoff for what's really tolerable. The terminology they use for that is incompatible with residential use. That does not mean you can't live there. It doesn't mean they're going to tear down houses. All it means is that if you are in this zone, it is probably not a desirable noise level, and so you might qualify for some federal programming, other things to try and cut down the noise level inside your house. State Senator Chris Taylor has been a longtime opponent, concerned about the increased noise the jets will bring. She visited Vermont last fall, the first airbase to welcome the new jets. This final environmental impact statement confirms some of our biggest fears. So this exposes a lot of people to noise. Along with that goes loss in property value, as high as like $190 million in lost property value. That comes off the Dane County's tax base. So to the extent that you shrink the tax base, that increases everyone's burden. The other big concern is, is that this would disproportionately affect low-income and minority people who live in some of these neighborhoods around the airport for years and years and years. We sort of steered projects with heavy environmental impacts towards the people with the least voice, which are the low-income and minority people. So now there's laws that say, hey, you kind of have to try to avoid this. But there is a disproportionate effect on those people. 
With the decision narrowed down to two cities, Madison and Montgomery, Alabama, the message from those opposed is escalating, as this is their last chance to express their opposition to the next generation of fighter jets before a final decision is made. I want to pivot back to PFAS for a moment. Does the government have a plan to clean up the area prior to construction? We have yet to see the Guard's plan or any action on cleaning up the PFAS that's there. And um, there's a lot of concerns about what would happen with additional construction to, uh, that might cause the PFAS to spread. Does it make us feel safer to have these planes overhead? It doesn't make us feel safer to have our children growing up sick. It doesn't make us feel safer to pollute our neighborhood and our water. It doesn't make us feel safer to have them here. And after months of efforting the rejection of these jets in Madison, some feel as if their voice isn't heard. They have not really come up with a plan to do a thorough or what would the, what the state Department of Natural Resources and some local environmental groups would consider or, or even the city or county would consider to be a thorough site investigation to essentially like quantify how much PFAS is there, where is it, and then B, to come up with a, with a plan to remove it, which is going to cost a lot of money and they don't have it. I think the other big concern is people who just don't like the militarization and just don't want to see more, more of that happening here. It seems like we hear a lot of the opposition's point of view in Madison. Are there any Madisonians who are in support of the project? Absolutely. First and foremost is the Chamber of Commerce. They have been a huge cheerleader for this project because of the, the money that it will bring in in terms of construction spending, the security that it will create for the 115th fighter wing that with new planes that they should have a mission that will last for years and years to come that it's going to add about 64 jobs to what is already a, a fairly substantial employer here in the city that has a big economic footprint. If chosen, the 115th Fighter Wing would become one of only three Air National Guard bases in the country with this cutting edge technology, ensuring Madison has this base for a long time to come. The Badger Air Council has also been a big proponent. Um, a lot of those folks are former National Guard, Air National Guard members, but who really want to support that. There's been political leaders, the former mayor, Paul Soglin, was a supporter. There are lawmakers in the state, especially most of the Republicans in the state legislature, as well as some Democrats like Mark Miller. State lawmakers are showing their support for the F-35 in Madison. The 115th Fighter Wing at Truex Field has been named a preferred site for the F-35, the Air Force's next generation of fighter jet. And at federal level, Tammy Baldwin, who's taken some heat for her support of this, but both the Senate and the Assembly passed, not really even on party lines, pretty overwhelming support for this with, you know, most of the opposition coming from a handful of lawmakers who represent Madison and particularly the east side. What's the timeline for the arrival of the F-35s? Is there any other red tape this program needs to go through before it lands in Madison? Um, yeah, so the next step will be the publication of the final EIS in the Federal Register. I'm told that the Air Force is shooting to have that happen by the end of this week, which would be February 28th. That then triggers a 30-day waiting period before Air Force Secretary Barrett can make a decision, a final decision. So that would be expected towards the end of March. 
assuming that you know they don't change their mind and and do pick Madison, we could start seeing the first jets arriving sometime in 2023, with all 20 of them expected to be delivered by sometime in 2024. According to new information that surfaced Wednesday, the F-35s might fly fewer missions out of Madison's Truax field than projected by the Air Force. While there would be an initial surge in flights while pilots train on the new jets, operations will lessen to current levels by 2026. This could change the overall noise level outlined in the U.S. Air Force's environmental study. From the Wisconsin State Journal, I'm Elizabeth Beyer. Thanks for listening to Front Page, a podcast that takes a look at some of the State Journal's most interesting recent stories. You can find this podcast on our website at www.madison.com slash WSJ, iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify.